Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? We have made it down to, what are we, 55? Yeah, episode number 55, always fueled. By Duncan Philly. Hopefully, it is a Duncan Philly victory party on Sunday. There is a massive game coming up. Maybe you've heard. Maybe you've heard the trash talking. It's a rivalry week. It's on Sunday night. I like our chances on Sunday night football, but we'll get into larger predictions and all that good stuff. And uh, of course, we have Mr. Shaw coming up here shortly from uh, the Big Blue View. He's going to give us. All the Giants' perspective, but of course, for the Eagles' perspective, you can always keep it right here. Say hello to Mr. BLG, Editor-in-Chief of BleedingGreenNation.com. What's happening, buddy? Hey, let's get it going. I can't wait for Sunday to get here. And of course, the uh, professor himself uh, with his sexy new tones, Mr. Patrick Wall. What's happening, pal? After this, I'm going to hop on NPR to teach you how to uh, make the perfect (laughs) macrame belt. That's too... uh, Man, I don't know what that is, but I I, I like it a lot. Uh, And of course, joining us... On the preview show, as he wasn't here, uh, he was uh, doing some celebratory things in the city of Philadelphia after thrilling victory last week. But Matt Daring, the uh, from our Eagles, is alive and well. How are you, sir? John, how are you? Good to be here. Doing well. Yes, yes. Uh, BLG getting uh, right down to the bones here. Of course, it's uh, maybe a little bit of expectation that Kendricks might be out there playing this week. He was practicing, but uh, again, it's going to be another no-go and um, still not sure of his status going forward. Also, D'Amico Ryan's still banged up. Uh, it looks like he's still going to play because he's a tough SOB. But again, uh, you know, leaving half of a D'Amico and Casey Matthews in the middle there, pretty scary stuff still for the middle when you have a guy like Andre Williams uh, coming up here in the middle. What do you think of that situation uh, going into this game? No, I really think the Eagles have been unfortunate with these linebacker injuries. You know, this is something I had mentioned to Matt earlier in the day. I mean, obviously the starters are banged up right now. You lost Travis Long, who they were trying out at inside linebacker. You lost Najee Good, who they're really high on as a first in a inside linebacker off the bench. Also a guy that can contribute on special teams. Jake Knott just joined the practice squad last week, two days later. 
uh, MCL tear. He's he's gone now. Uh, so you have all these and Jason Phillips, who they signed last year in free agency, who they thought they could be a backup. He sore, he suffered a torn ACL last year. Uh, didn't really ever recover this year. He just never looked fully recovered from that injury. So they just had a lot of bad luck at this position. I mean, even Acho last week, I think, had to leave the game for a couple plays because he got the wind knocked out of him. Nothing too major there. But they're just so banged up at this inside linebacker position. There's, and there's really only so much you can do when you have all these injuries. Uh, the good news is I, I really do think D'Amico's going to play. He's only missed, I think, something like 12 games. And that was in 2010 after he had a, a season-ending uh, Achilles injury. So I, I think he's tough and he's going to play. But, you know, the problem is if he's playing and he's, and he's less than 100%, I mean, you know, Miko's great, but, you know, he, he already looks a step slow and covered. So you're going to have him out there and he might be lumbering around, not really able to really to run with guys. So that's just a big concern. And then next to him, obviously, you have the trio of Casey Matthews and Acho and Marcus Smith, who plays a limited amount of snaps. And, and Casey Matthews, you know, as, as shocking as it might sound, actually played decent against the Rams. Now, will that hold up? You know, <laughs> uh, less than certain, I would say. But, you know, it, it's just really a, a spot where they've just had a lot of bad luck. Yeah, just don't don't ask him to cover Donald in the in the red zone. I hope that's uh, hope that's it's the uh, the main issue going forward there. And uh, Matt, I know you have some some concerns with D'Amico being there in the first place. What's your overall feel of the linebacking core going into this thing? Well, I'm not a. Uh, I don't feel great about it either. I mean, we're going to see a limited D'Amico. D'Amico said there's some stuff that's hard for him to do. I hope that stuff is uh, the stuff he's already not good at, as opposed to the stuff he is good at, because <laughs> it's going to be really hard for him to contribute in a lot of ways if he's, um, you know, if he can't if he can't shed blocks or, or get up there and, and interfere in the run. Um, you know, he already tries to blitz a little bit, and that's not that never goes all that well. And you know, he obviously he looks not great in coverage. So if he's talking about limited mobility, that's going to seriously impact, you know, a big part of his game. Um, good news is that I think he's more of an upper body guy than a lower body guy. Uh, I think he uses his hands very well. And uh, so that should be somewhat helpful because I think he's battling a groin injury. I'm about 90 percent sure that that's the case. But um, right. uh, I'm looking for Marcus Smith to step up here. I'm going to keep saying it, but, you know, <laughs> it's been a little while now. And I think, uh, you know, now's your time to shine, kid. Now get in there and, you know, buckle up. Eight, Baby steps. Let's be better than Casey Matthews. All right, better than Casey Matthews on three. One, two, three. Woo-hoo! Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, between uh, you know Andre Williams, who I I think the Philadelphia fan base is semi underrating. Look, he's a he's a direct north and south runner. He's not not gonna have like a a bunch of big uh, shake and bake moves here, but he still is a decent pass catcher out of out of the backfield for whatever reason. I just I don't think that matchup's gonna go so well. I know that they've had success with your, um, you know, Alfred Morris's and and such like that that they can just run straight and forward there. So um, the the other thing that I'm very concerned about, Patrick, is we all kind of loved him in the draft. We've talked about him on the fantasy show as well. Is just Odell Beckham Jr. Um, is finally in this offense. Granted, he's probably still battling something, and and I, I'm not sure of how 100 percent he is, but it doesn't matter anyway. The secondary that we have here going against him is. Is not pretty, um, and uh, along with that, and you know, Ruben Randall starting to come around, and all this other stuff. Uh, it, it, obviously, the secondary hasn't shown us anything here, but um, w- uh, what do you expect the Eagles to do with this Giants offense here? Well, that's a very good question because, as strange it is to say, as it is to say, Eli Manning is playing pretty good football right now. Um, you can take me out of the woodshed now, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, look, the Eagles secondary is already not that great to begin with. Um, and I don't think the Giants receivers are quite as good as everyone says they are. Um, and I feel a little bit more confident with the secondary just because of Victor Cruz. If he's in the slot, he'll be drawing Brandon Boykin on that assignment, hopefully. Um, maybe they'll even have Boykin shadow him a little bit. So that makes you feel a little bit better when your, God forbid, your best corner is on the other team's best wide receiver. I don't know if we've been able to say that all season. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough, and especially Larry Don- Donnell. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he's just kind of your one-game wonder or if he can keep that going. But look, I mean, it's it's nothing that the Eagles haven't done all season. I mean, you have to be able to get to Eli. I believe it was Brandon Graham today said that, you know, Eli's a different quarterback when you hit him. And history has shown that to be the case, you know, so expect the Eagles to dial up a lot of pressure. This is a good week for that because in the last couple of weeks, there's been a noticeable increase in pressure. Um, you know, try to get in Eli's face, limit the run as much as you can with uh, a middle linebacker and a half out there, maybe less. Um, and, you know, just hope to God, Kerry Williams doesn't screw anything up. Well, one man that I'm I'm sure is banking on uh, Mr. Kerry Williams screwing up is Mr. Kunal Shaw from the Big Blue View and he joins us right now on the Duncan Philly Hotline. How are you, sir? How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic, my friend. Well, we were just we were just talking about the kind of the emergence of uh, Odell Beckham finally getting in a Giants uniform, finally getting on the field and getting his first touchdown this week. Do you expect him to kind of give a heavy dose to him and kind of just in, keep increasing his snaps as he goes along here and how much of a major threat is he going to be against the Eagles this Sunday night? Yeah, absolutely. Um, against the Atlanta Falcons, he played uh, a little over half the snaps um, of the offense. For the first time ever, he was actually not listed on the uh, uh, practice injury report. So um, the Giants have said, Tom Coughlin has said that you know they're going to start putting him in in more plays on more drives. So I'd expect at least, you know, 75 to 80 percent of the snaps he'll be in especially you know the Giants love to play 11 personnel with uh, three wide receiver sets Um, they play a lot and you know you're going to probably see him in every single one of those as far as his impact goes it's kind of hard to say Um, he had a he had a pretty big impact against the Atlanta Falcons but um, there was really no tape on him you know and uh, they never really rolled much coverage on him they just left uh uh, their second corner, Robert Alford, on him, and uh, he took advantage of that. So um, I'm sure with more tape, you know, the Eagles will probably roll more coverage um, his way. It, it remains to be seen what his impact will be, but uh, it definitely helps, definitely helps. So, the, uh, the you know, the Giants start off the season. They're 0-2, not looking so hot. Now they come to this game, three straight wins. They're averaging 35 points scored in each game, only allowing an average of 17 points. What's been critical to the turnaround here? Uh, without a doubt, it's the uh, play of the offensive line. Uh, it's not so, it, it, Believe me, uh, this is not something that was expected by any Giants fan, any prognosticator whatsoever, but the offensive line has been lights out. I think Eli's only been sacked two times in the past three games, which has been stark contrast from 2013. It's given him some time, you know, mixed in with like the new scheme that he has with Ben McAdoo. He's getting out. Uh, he's getting the ball out uh, at least, you know, half a second faster than he did um, last year, and that's all helping. Um, uh, it's all helping his reads. You know, he's he's able to go through his reads, his progressions, and 
uh, he's taking better care of the football uh, as a result of you know not having the phantom pressure. So it's definitely been the offensive line, and if it continues, you know the Giants are in good shape. If not, then you know we're in trouble. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I'm just looking at it from the. I really haven't watched a, a bunch of tape on on the Giants, and so I, I really honestly don't know. But in your opinion, has DRC and Prince really turned around their game so much that it is now this? A much better fulfilled role of a secondary or is this just kind of you know they, they, due to the competition they've done fine and they've done okay I know they let up a lot to Julio Jones but that's Julio Jones overall how do you feel comfortable how comfortable are you with the secondary I'm sure Eagle fans uh won't believe a word that I say uh regarding <laughs> CRT but uh, uh and I don't blame you guys given given this performance in Philly but you know he's been he's been what I think the Giants expected him to be. I wouldn't really qualify him as a shutdown corner. I wouldn't, you know, I still wouldn't qualify him as a great tackler by any means. But you know, he's definitely shown signs of of being that guy that can cover, you know, a number one wide receiver and not really shut him out, but keep him in check. Um, with Julio Jones, he did have a great great game against us, but um, he wasn't really going up against DRC a whole lot. They actually moved uh, Julio around. Um, they put him in the slot for you know, several plays, and that's when he was matched up against a 5-8 slot corner for Maine McBride. Um, they put him on Prince and Nukumara a little bit, but they mostly kept him away from DRC. Probably best game of the year actually came against the uh, Washington Redskins. He played Deshaun Jackson really, really well, holding him to, I think, a catch for eight yards the entire game. So that definitely ingratiates himself to Giants fans, but... um you know, it's it's five games in, so I can't really say much about that, but uh, so far, so good on his end. As far as Prince, um, he had always been, you know, a solid corner, not superstar or anything like that before. Uh, he didn't really have a knack for, um, you know, making big plays on the ball. He usually just, you know, went along for the ride for the most part, but this year he's been more aggressive. He's, he's definitely been attacking the ball earlier. He's been, he's had much better vision for whatever reason. So, yeah, I think the secondary is in very good shape. I wouldn't really put them in the top three, top five category just yet. But they have been they have been um, what Giants fans have been hoping for, you know. Um, are they shut down like the Legion of Boom? No, I wouldn't say so, but um, they can definitely hold their own. The only issue with that is uh, they are prone to some uh, miscommunications um, especially with the safeties. We had a, a very good safety in Will Hill, um, who we actually ended up cutting in the offseason because he's had multiple suspensions in the past, and we're replacing him with uh, another former Eagle, um, Quinn Dent. And uh, Quinn Dent, he's, you know, he's really, he hasn't really made much of an impact yet, really good or bad. Um, so I can't really say much to him. And on troll role, he's, you know, the team leader, he's, you know, he's all of these things. Uh, the team absolutely loves him, and he's a very good run-playing safety. As far as coverage goes, you know, he has lapses. So there is room for, you know, big plays against this giant secondary despite the, uh, the caliber of the corners. And just, uh, just to wrap things up here, I just want to get your quick thoughts on, uh, you know, how do you expect the Giants to attack the Eagles uh, uh, offensively and uh, score prediction? How's this one going to end? So I think uh, the Giants have to, they have to uh, get pressure on Nick Foles. Um, I mean, that's, that's really the key for, for everybody. But I think the one mismatch that the Giants might have 
on defense is uh, the interior offensive line. Uh, of course, you guys have been, you know, nailed with injuries, unfortunate injuries, especially to two of your best linemen, Jason Kelsey and uh, Evan Mathis. And we have an absolute stud in the middle in, in uh, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. So if he can get some interior pressure, you know, we can get to Nick Foles and basically hope and pray that LaShawn McCoy doesn't really find his rhythm. <laughs> That's essentially our plan, you know. I don't know how it's going to work, but, you know, we'll see. As far as my game prediction, you know, it's uh, it's really a pick em, you know. I don't see one team necessarily better than the other. There's mismatches, you know, all over the place. But, you know, it's a, it's a divisional matchup, and anything and everything will happen. Um, that being said, I am a bit of a homer, so <laughs> I'm going to pick my Giants, of course. Um, in a very tight, very high-scoring game, I'd say Giants 31, Eagles 28. Wow. Holy cow. Awesome. Well, uh, hopefully uh, that high-scoring part, keep it interesting. Hope that comes true. Uh, obviously, uh, all of us on this side hope that uh, it's the other way around. So, <laughs> uh, Mr. Shaw, thank you so much for joining us uh, right here from the Big Blue View, and uh, we'll uh, catch up with you later in the season, as I'm sure we're going to pick your brain at least uh, one more time here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Take buddy. care. Awesome. We'll check out more stuff. Uh, obviously, the Big Blue View for checking out the enemy, as we always like to do on this show. We're going to break it up. Let's have a little fun. We're going to welcome back Mr. Dave Mangles, Mr. Dylan Mark, as we play the match game. <laughs> So it's just going to be like uh, pretty much like the last time we played uh, when we were doing the Washington preview show. But uh, Dave and Dylan have spiced it up a little bit, have made some uh, made some changes. I, we were going to do beat writers and then uh, radio stuff and all, all that again. But for the most part, uh, actually, I headed to the New York Giants beat writers. They haven't said anything like really crazy or stupid this season. Uh, maybe minus Dan Graziano. But even still, we can't even find uh, anything recently from him to make fun of. So uh, we're going to do is uh, do the license plate guy, obviously because he's been in the news for the Zero Super Bowls thing and all that stuff. So uh, the first game we'll play from Mr. Dave Mangles is license plate guy or shoulder pads guy, our fellow faithful uh, Eagles fan that's always in the stands, but there's a little bit of a, a a twist there as it's the parody Twitter account of the shoulder pads guy. So it's not actually the shoulder pads guy saying these things. It's just the, the parody account. But we, it's nonetheless, it's still a fun game. So let's start the wheel. Mr. Dave Mangles, take it away. This is a fake manual retweet of Donovan McNabb after Tony Stewart killed a guy. Could this be the end of Tony Stewart's racing career? Your thoughts? Is that license plate guy or shoulder pads guy? Brandon Lee Gowden. I think it's it's shoulder pads guy. I don't think license plate guy is, is savvy enough to understand the fake manual retweet. That's solid logic. That's why Brandon runs this website. <laughs> well, I'm never one to buck the trend, so I'll also go with shoulder pads guy. Everybody's going that way. I'm going to go the opposite and go license plate guy. I think it's shoulder pads guy. <laughs> uh, moving on, Dylan Mark, a little bit of a switch up here as well. I'll let him explain. Go ahead, Dylan. The, the first category kind of calls back through history. And, you know, lest we forget the Giants have been a vaunted running team for pretty much two centuries now. And one of the running backs in their vaunted history is Ron Dane. Remember the, ah, the, Dane the legendary Dane. thunder and lightning combo <laughs> with him and Tiki Barber? And the Giants these days, you know, they got a little thunder and lightning now. 
So, you know, I'm going to ask you, intrepid listener, is this a quote about Ron Dane, or is this a quote about Peyton Hillis? Maybe he isn't a Hall of Fame running back. Maybe he lacks speed. But, you know, a running back can do more than just get yards. They can break down a defensive line and a linebacking core. Big enough hits from a wrecking ball could set back a pass rusher for the rest of the game. <laughs> Clean enough clocks out there and you will keep a defense honest. Even if you aren't running for 10 yards. <laughs> Who is it? God. Patrick Wall, was that a quote about Ron Dane or Mr. Peyton Hillis? That sounds like a pre-League of Denial documentary quote with all of the cleaning of the <laughs> clocks. So I'm going to go Ron Dane. Ooh, excellent, excellent. And uh, Mr. Matt Daring, Ron Dane or Peyton Hillis? I'm going to go with Peyton Hillis. We're split over here. BLG, Ron Dane or Peyton Hillis? I have to go with former Madden cover athlete, Peyton Hillis. <laughs> I'm going to say... That sounds just like Ron Dane, but it also sounds just like what people think of Peyton Hillis. Yeah, I will say that's my, and that's exactly my thought. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go Ron Dane. I'm going to go take the Dane train. Unfortunately, um, this is how people reconcile the fact that Peyton Hillis... Um, had one career year, and that's it. Um, he, here, here's why I like the Giants fans in this. He, he literally had one good year, and now instead of actually being good at his position, you are essentially turning him into something completely unrelated. He, he's essentially an offensive tackle, if you read this correctly. Um, not a running back. And, and that's what really just gets to my heart. You're trying to justify your owner giving money to this man for being a somewhat mobile offensive tackle. Remember when the Eagles almost signed Ron Dane? Oh gosh, the uh, I, I everybody remember. I mean, like I was a humongous Ron Dane fan after him coming out of Wisconsin. I thought he was going to be like the next Herschel Walker, the guy to beat. And of course, he wasn't even half the thunder as he was with Tiki Barber up there to the north here. All right, well let's uh, reset and go back to Mr. Dave Mangles. Camo jersey or breast cancer jersey for Sunday, <laughs> and then hashtag. The team name. BLG, license plate guy or shoulder pads guy? I think, <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so I, good. I, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I just, I'm just baffled. Um, I'm going to say license plate guy, I guess. One vote license plate guy. Matt Daring, license plate or shoulder pad? Uh, it's a little earnest, so I got to go with license plate guy. Uh, Mr. Patrick Wall, where are you heading, sir? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna be sheeple and go with license plate guy. Uh, the shoulder pads guy. License plate guy. Oh man, I went against my instincts twice. <laughs> Everybody wins except for uh, except for license plate guy. License plate guy. He's yeah. the real loser here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to Dylan. Mark uh, for some fun. What do you have for us, sir? So slightly different. Um, you know, I'm still going to call back the, the illustrious history of the Giants running backs. Um, but for the other aspect, I want to go back a bit further in the history with, with a little-known man named Confucius. <laughs> so I will ask, is this quote from Rashad Jennings, or is it from Confucius? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right, later. I think we're ready for this one. All right, go ahead. Blank probably will feel pressure. Pressure breaks pipes. Pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> uh, Matt Daring, Confucius, or Rashad Jennings? Ooh, I'm trying to think. In the time of Confucius, were pipes really a thing? <laughs> what about yes. diamonds? I think diamonds are a more recent discovery. 
I don't know. I'm going to have to go with Rashad Jennings. Wow, that is uh, that is uh, some good detective work. You know, I'm something of a history buff, so. <laughs> Patrick Wall, Rashad Jennings, or Confucius? As much as I really want this to be Confucius, like, more than I've ever wanted anything in my life, I'm going to go with Rashad Jennings. And BLG? Well, it was actually Andrew Bynum who said pressure makes diamonds, but I think we all want to forget about that. So (laughs) I'm going to guess uh, Confucius here. Uh, Confucius for BLG. I also am going to go with the herd and say that was Rashad Jennings. It it is indeed Rashad Jennings on, again, another running back, Andre Williams. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, last uh, question from Mr. Dave Mangos. Take it away. This one says, so I guess I'm not going to have a jersey the week for the Dallas game. And then it's a picture of two guys in a hazmat suit, and it says, go Cowboys. License plate guy, shoulder pads guy, Patrick Wall. Well, considering we were in contention last year and the Giants were not, I'm going to go with the license plate guy. Uh, BLG, license plate guy or shoulder pad guy? License plate. Matt Daring. Got to go with license plate guy. Uh, I, too, will go license plate guy. You're correct. Finally on the board. Mr. Dylan Mark, uh, go ahead, sir. Tom Coughlin or a drug-addled lunatic on the streets of Philadelphia? <laughs> I see a guy who has control of, control of his offense, does a real good job getting in the right play. I've read what you've read and see what you've seen, but I think he's playing well. Patrick Wall, Tom Coughlin, or a Philadelphia fan? I'm going to go with Tom Coughlin. Ooh. I think Patrick and I are in the lead right now, so it all comes down to this. Boom. Uh, I'm going to swing for the fences. I'm going to say it's a Philadelphia fan. I think Tom Coughlin tipped his hand here because I even know who he's talking about, I think, in the statement. I think he's talking about Nick Foles. That, that, that has to be Tom Coughlin. It is. Talking about your favorite, Nick Foles. <laughs> so, so once again, wrapping up the match game, thank you again to uh, Dylan Mark and Dave Biggles for putting all that great stuff together. Uh, but uh, let's get back into the business here. BLG, how are the Eagles going to beat the Giants in their wonderful, wonderful black, all black uniforms on Sunday night? Well, first of all, I, I don't. Can we call them wonderful? Because you know, I'm on. Obviously, <laughs> I, I'm on BZN. And I see a lot of mixed reaction to these black jerseys. Uh, I, I think it's going to look interesting. Uh, I kind of like them better than the. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the white at all. So. Uh, it's it'll be nice to, for them to finally change that up because they've had to wear that for the first couple of weeks here. But anyway, back to the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's obviously a huge game. This is so important. Uh, you know, they really got to get a win here. How do they do it? You know, it, it's looking tough because the Giants are obviously coming in here hot. You know, I think the Eagles defense is, is better than it gets a lot of credit for. There was some <laughs> talk on Twitter uh, just the other night about how Someone was talking about how the Eagles have just some terrible defense, and I really don't think that's the case. You know, I, I think people like to get on the cornerbacks and everything, and that's fair. But, you know, Nick Foles doesn't fumble uh, against the Rams. You know, maybe the defense holds up well. Maybe, you know, maybe they hold up well the rest of the game. Maybe they don't allow that comeback. Maybe the tide doesn't get shifted there. Anyway, I think uh, I, I think it is going to be tough because you have, uh, as, as Kunal mentioned earlier, you have Hankins on Mulk, and that's just a big mat- mismatch up front. And you, and you just look at the fact that two of uh, the Eagles' key players just aren't playing well in, in 
uh, Nick Foles and LaShawn McCoy. And that's obviously a huge concern because at this point, we're basically just waiting for them to play better. I mean, there's really not much else you can do than just, you know, wait for this thing to turn around. And is it going to turn around? I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, this is the game, if it is going to turn around, to have things turn around. Uh, yeah, that uh, person in question, by the way, is Sayano uh, Frafarov, who, uh, you know, who has as many hot takes as I do on this radio show just about every other day. Um, yeah, Patrick, I mean, what um, there's been a lot of talk of, well, do you give Darren Sproles more snaps if McCoy's, you know, struggling here? It looks like that he in the limited snaps that he gets per game, that he's way more effective. If McCoy is struggling early, do you rotate Sproles in more often? I don't know if I do it early, but I would definitely do it if it continues to happen. Like BLG said, you're waiting on the two most important people on your offense, essentially, to just get it going. And I'm I'm fast approaching the point where if, this, if, if Nick Foles and LaShawn McCoy don't get it going at some point, I'm done assuming that they're going to get it going at any point during the season. I think at a certain point in the season, you are what you are, for better or worse. I think that, uh, you know, give LaShawn McCoy the opportunity to to make it happen. Everybody knows he loves primetime, uh, loves these division matchups. I think, uh, you know, I think in this in this week, those kind of intangibles that we all sort of roll our eyes at might actually carry some water. If he doesn't get it going early, if he's got 15 carries at halftime and seven yards, then yeah, you might want to have that conversation. But look, LaShawn McCoy is your one of your highest paid players. He's one of your best players when he's when he's on. Let him shut up the Giants this week. I'm fine with it. Uh, Matt, do you think that um there's anything I mean like as far as the impact of this game, how how is it uh, how big is it for you for the Eagles to kind of come up with a win here? If they go into the bye down four and two, does that make you more nervous going through the rest of the season? Is this like a very, a very important game in your eyes? I mean, this is their home game against the Giants. Uh, they, they won't play them again until week 17. Um, and if the division's still up for grabs, it could be it could come down to a matter of home field advantage. You know, it's a, it's a swing either way. And so, you know, and if they go into week 17 and the division's on the line, it would be nice for them to have a little wiggle room and to try to kick it on down the line as far as the tiebreaker goes. Because this really could come down to whether or not the Week 17 game matters. Um, and it would sure be nice if we could pull this off and at least force it to matter. And even uh, better still, you might force it to not matter in the other direction. The Giants could already be out of it. Yeah, and um, it's. I was kind of checking this out earlier. I, I think, if I count it correctly, I think the Eagles are 5-2 and two or 4-2, or four and, four and two, somewhere around there when they play on Sunday night against the Giants. In recent memory, it always just feels like that's their night, especially at home. They kind of own that. Um, I'm actually a lot more comfortable than a, a lot of people are. I, I know Mike's a little worried, but he seems as worried for every freaking game. So it doesn't, you know, I mean, that's, you could say that but for the next 17 weeks and you'd be fine. Even on the bye, he's probably worried about something. So um, it, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, whatever the DRC picture and all that stuff is. Uh, who cares? It's a fan having fun, saying zero Super Bowls. We've heard that joke just as much as you know Santa Claus coming into town and all that good stuff. So uh, I actually think that the Eagles offensively, if they can just, I mean, if everything can just stop being so stupid, uh, uh, that the Eagles really should dominate this this game. I don't think the Giants are. They're not a powerhouse, and yes, they're feeling good about themselves, and yes, you can feel that in the fans, and yes, you can feel that in the players, but um, I actually think it's better that the Eagles kind of came off of this 
very criticized week from you know from all the media outlets from me from all the stuff that you read here the the constant and questioning of will shady come back what's up with the offensive line how come our corners can't cover i think this is the week where they just kind of say they throw that big middle finger up in the air and says nope we're a better football team. This is our division, and I, I have a feeling that Seattle is going to say the same thing about Dallas, to be honest with you. I have a lot of respect for that offense and what's happening over there, but it's just I, I still feel like it's the it's the Eagles' division to lose. Um, all the stuff about the, the being pretenders and uh, they shouldn't be 4-1, and one is it happens to everything. If you look at the Patriots and just w- look what happened to them, oh, is Tom Brady done? Is this the end of the Patriots' offense? And, da, 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 da. and I understand we all get looped into that, but then the next week it's just, bam, and it's and it's back to the same of like, well, I guess they rebounded and maybe they're championship contenders now or stuff like that. So um, just wrapping up here, let's do some final predictions Mr. BLG, how does this one end in Philadelphia on Sunday night? Oh, I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Eagles come up big here. It's going to be tough, you know, division game and everything. Sunday night game, big, big stakes. Boys, two men playing <laughs> at right, halftime. Yes, I, I mean, they really, they're really pulling out all the stops for this one. It's Black Sunday. The Eagles are going to win. It's going to be thirty-one Philadelphia to twenty-four. Giants. Nice. Still close. Still a sweater. We wouldn't expect anything else. Patrick Wall, how is this one ended? You know, I've been going back and forth on this one all week. I picked the Eagles to win uh, in our pick and pool, in which I am in second place, by the way. And uh, <laughs> shameless plug. And in the middle of the week, I, I really kind of felt like this game was the Giants game. But there's just something I just can't I, I can't get over the idea that all week the Eagles, I feel like they've been approaching the week as if they they lost to the Rams. I mean, how many times have we seen flawed Eagles teams with nice records smell themselves and then fall apart? I mean, I feel like that's been sort of recent history. And uh, Matt and I were talking about this earlier today, and I said, you know, if the Eagles lose this game, it sort of fits the script of what we've seen from the last few years where you feel good about the team and then they lose a stupid game that they should win and they make things more difficult than they need to be. This is, the, this is an opportunity for this Eagles team to show the league that they are for real by beating one of the hot teams, by beating a division rival uh, in prime time. And, you know, if Nick and Shady can get it going in this game, we're, we're going to be we're going to have the greatest week ever because everyone's just going to be talking about how much how, how much Seattle should be worried or some crazy hyperbole <laughs> like that. So, you know, bring it on. I think uh, I think this game is a pick at being at home. And I think. Uh, I think that bodes well for the Eagles. I think the crowd's going to be fired up. So if you're going to the game, get a little wet before you go. It's going to be great. And uh, yeah, go Eagles. Beautiful. Uh, score. Did I hear a score in there at all? You did not. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 34-27. 34-27 from P. Wall. Matt Daring, your final thoughts and score prediction. Uh, I don't think Chip lets the offense go the way it's been going. I don't think there's any way that you can get a guy like Chip Kelly together and and uh, he have him conduct the sputtering offense. I think we're going to see a huge progress to the mean here. Uh, we're going to come out of the gate roaring, firing. We're going to be making Antrell Roll, who, by the way, is probably my least favorite player in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make him look like a big baby who talks too much. And I'm going to say... That, Sorry, I like the pause in there. That was good. <laughs> the, 
Uh, I'm going to say this game comes down. It's not going to be close. It's going to be 37-24. Eagles win in a romp. Nice. I I, kind of do have the same the same feeling and you can call me the jinx i think this is a blowout i think they absolutely go in there and destroy the giants and their confidence and everything else and then we have a whole big discussion of like well there's gonna do horse race now or yeah i mean they're starting quentin demps you're trying quentin demps out there and you're like you know what we are gonna take over the game like the hell you are yeah yeah, exactly like you know that john beeson and the whole middle i mean if you guys think it and granted i don't think our middle of the, of the pack is is great right now just like we explained in the beginning of the show i i think that is going to be a problem but i don't think it's a big enough problem considering that you know uh, just as mr shaw was was saying you know they're good and sometimes they're great i think drc really kind of turns the other face here and you get, and you see the other side of them um maybe that's more of a want thing than an actual happen but I think the Eagles uh, just smoke them. I think it's thirty-eight to seventeen, and Eli threw throws one or two picks, and we all rejoice in all that fact here. So, uh, hopefully, it's going to be an awesome Sunday night. Uh, thank you so much to both of our ticket winners, and uh, you know, tweet us pictures. We'll send them out. We hope you have a good time with that. Obviously, there's going to be more ticket giveaways. Just got to stay at, uh, and pay attention right here on BGN Radio and on Twitter at BGN underscore radio but for me for uh brandon lee gouton for mr matt daring and for patrick wall my name is john barchard and i thank you so much for listening to bgn radio episode number 55 you've been listening to bgn radio right here on bleedinggreennation.com 